To another episode of Guys of the Round Table. I'm your boy Vladimir Jean Philippe, and welcome, welcome to another episode. I, you know what? I want to take a little time out to truly thank you guys for listening to me rant every week <laughs> with these uh, podcast episodes. It, it really does make me feel good to um, know that there's people out there that are actually listening to me. And honestly, I want to try to give you guys a good, you know, good listen, good 25 minutes of your time well spent listening to me uh, kind of share my thoughts with you guys. Whether you agree or disagree, it's not the point. The point is, is that I want you and I to have an actual genuine conversation about life because we need to have that conversation so that we can understand where each other is coming from. When we can understand where each other's point of views are, where we come from, and how we can um, articulate that in a positive manner, we can definitely go on to make a change in the world. And that's my biggest goal, is to try to make a change in the world. So I humbly thank you guys for really listening to me talk. And I, 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 I don't know, it's like I do this for my own personal kind of like kind of like my own personal growth, I guess you could say, but I really truly enjoy talking to you guys as well. To me, it's fun. It's something that I enjoy doing. So, you know, I I really hope we can keep that line of dialogue, that open dialogue between us, and hopefully we can grow together. So with that being said, today's episode, I kind of want to get into a little bit of the selfish nature versus the selflessness nature, okay? Um, we all understand what selfishness is, right? It's like we don't really have to go into definition, but a quick recap of it is is that uh, whether it's when you're being kind of greedy or or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I, I guess it's the, the the correct definition is you just being greedy, <laughs> okay? Or everything is about you being self-centered a little bit. So that's a little bit of what selfishness is. And selflessness is the complete opposite of that is where you put somebody else's needs and wishes before yours. So we all know what selfish is. It's when you want everything to go your way. And then selflessness is the opposite where you put other people's needs and concerns and thoughts and whatnot before yours. Right. So we need a little bit more selflessness in this world and a little less selfishness in this world. And honestly, it's not a bad thing. It's just that. I guess you could say the times that we're living in kind of amplifies everybody's selfish nature a little bit, right? Um, when you look at Trump supporters, you're looking at them being a little bit selfish because they want their guy to win, right? They just want Trump to win no matter what. So they don't care about the, they'll, they'll even like kind of go along with the whole mocking of democracy aspect of things just so that their guy can win. And that's a little bit selfish if you really think about it, because the way they're going about it is, is that they think that just because a lot of people go to their rallies, go to Trump's rallies, he has way more support. Well, there's 330 something million people in this country. Just because you see Trump's rallies being full of people and waving flags and honking horns and whatnot doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of America feels the exact same way. Hence the way the voting turnout came out, right? This was the highest voters, uh, the highest voter turnout in American history, where I think 150 million Americans voted. That's, that's a really high number. 
You know what I'm saying? So you really have to think about that. And then, you know, now you got the whole voter fraud thing going on. And, you know, honestly, it's a little selfish on Trump's part to kind of cling on to power. But I totally understand why the man is doing it, because power is very intoxicating. I'm telling you, being the president of the United States is a very intoxicating feeling. You have immunity essentially over everything. So you could pretty much do illegal crap all you want as a president and not get charged for it as long as you're the president. Now, when you step down from president, I mean, fair game for you, bud, because now you're just a regular common civilian folk. But as the president, you can get away with a lot of things. So Trump doesn't want to give that power up, which I understand because I'm telling you, power is intoxicating. And we all know how that old adage goes, right? Power corrupts and absolute power absolutely corrupts. So there you have it. So with that being said, though, I just, that's just, you know, the example I use is just with the Trump supporters. It's not like everybody's like that, but it's just the one that I'm thinking about right now, because a lot of these, well, I don't want to say a lot of these people, because Trump is being very selfish in the sense that he's trying to delegitimize the election results saying that it's rigged it's rigged and you know there's a lot of voter fraud i won and all this other stuff because he wants to cling on to power so he's going to say and do whatever he needs to do to rile up his followers to get them to agree with him and that's selfish on trump's part because he just wants to stay in power and it's selfish on everybody on his supporters part because now they're pretty much on the verge of kind of mocking democracy to keep this man in power because they want their guy to win. And that's a very dangerous precedent to set. So you kind of have to look at it that way a little bit. And I didn't want to talk about the selfishness versus the selflessness because of Trump supporters. It's just, you know, with the times, with the way they are and with the whole election thing, it's the most common example you can use. And you can really point to it and be like, oh, my God, these people are being selfish. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things is just like you can point to it and it's a tangible example right off the bat. It's just one of those things. But essentially, though, every single one of us, every single one of us is selfish. Whether we realize it or not is the only operating factor that goes into it, right? But we're all selfish. And if you don't believe me, think about any time in your life or even like right now. Like the moment you get thirsty or the moment you get hungry or the moment you get, you know, aroused by something. Like, let's be honest here. We're grown folks. The moment you get horny, right? What is your thought? Your thought is to quell that urge, your id kicks in, right? In psychology, they talk about the id, ego, and superego. The id is the um, the primitive part of your brain. Like the moment you get hungry, you need food, <laughs> right? The moment you get horny, you need sex. The moment you're thirsty, you need water. And your id is the driving force that forces you to go out there and kind of fulfill that that need, right? Your ego is how you go about doing it socially in a socially acceptable manner, right? Like your id is like telling you, okay, you're hungry, go get food. And your ego kind of tells you, it's like, okay, I need to go ask my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my friends if they want something as well so I don't feel like a POS when I go get food and they don't have it. Because <laughs> essentially, you're doing it to be socially kind of like polite. And then the super ego is kind of like the one that that's that little conscious voice in the back of your mind that's kind of like tell you, it's like, all right, Vlad, let's be nice here. Let's offer everybody some food and let's actually make enough food for everybody. And if they want some, They'll get some. If not, that's okay. That's the super ego. It's the thing that comes in to kind of like quell all the, um, it, it's your, uh, it's your conscious voice. It, it's that judgment call that comes in that kind of like, you know, kind of tells you, does like, hey man, relax. <laughs> Nobody really listens to the super ego. Let's be honest. But a lot of people listen to their id. And that's why people become selfish because the id tells you if you're hungry, 
go eat. If you're thirsty, go drink. Screw everybody else. It's all about you right now, right? So that's what we have to kind of fight when we um, when we're dealing with selfishness. We have to fight that primitive instinct of self-preservation. When we look about like the selfishness, right? And if you want to go into scientific terms, there's really no studies to kind of determine what makes a person selfish. It could be a factor of things, right? Um, there was a study by Matthew Robinson in 2014 where he was um, where he was quoted as saying, "In uh, recent research, uh, there's indication that there's no decisive conclusion whether, uh, regarding whether humans are fundamentally, quote unquote, generous or greedy, and whether these tendencies are shaped by our genes and/or environment." So essentially, saying. Um, to kind of like uh, layman's terms here is that we don't know if this is genetic or environmental that makes something greedy. Like in this, in the simplest terms, your genes or your environment doesn't dictate whether you become a selfish person or not. So it's not really determined by one or two things, but there's a general, like a whole wide variety of factors that do come into play. So genetics do play a part, although it's not the greatest indicator. So it plays a part, uh, genetic plays a part, evolution plays a part, and as well as your environment plays a part. It plays a part, but it's not the greatest indicator of whether you're going to be selfish or not. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Being selfish does negatively impact your your circle of friends, your family, and everything in between. Because when you're selfish, like whether people think about it or not, they kind of like look at you funny, right? Like the moment you start acting or behaving in a selfish manner, you start to get the side eye a little bit. And then some of your boldest friends will kind of tell you that you're being a dick, essentially, right? That's like their nice way of saying, calm your tits. You know what I mean? So you, you kind of have to like, I don't know, it's weird though, but your circle kind of tells you whether you're acting selfish or not, essentially. Because we ourselves cannot pick up whether we're being selfish. We can't, right? Because we're just, we're, there's a bias to it. It's, um, what is it? It's the uh, blind spot bias, right? Because we don't, we don't see the tendency in ourselves, but we definitely see it in others. So it's pretty much, you, you have a blind spot to yourself, essentially. With the selfishness though, there are a bunch of biases that do come with it because being self-centered doesn't go unnoticed within your group, but you don't know you're being a, a, a selfish asshole, essentially. You don't know that because of a lot of, there's, I believe, seven biases that comes into play that kind of blinds you from seeing how selfish you are. So if you want to know what the, the seven um, biases are of like, like that keeps you from seeing uh, or understanding your own selfishness, it's uh, the self-serving bias, which is the tendency, I worked hard to get here. If I failed is because X, Y, and Z happened, essentially. You attribute all of your successes to yourself and all your failures to somebody else. That's the self-serving bias. And we all know that one because it, it's all over media, to be honest with you. Like, what is the... Um, what do your old heads like to tell you? You got to pull yourself out by your bootstraps if you want to be successful in life. That's this. That's the <laughs> that's the self-serving bias that we have that people don't understand when they're being selfish. It falls into that category as well. Then there's the uh, fundamental attribution error where um, pretty much you attribute the person's negative behavior to their personality trait rather than to what causes them to be bad or to be selfish. When one behaves badly, the situation is blamed for the person's character instead of the situation at hand. So in this one, it's like it's like somebody being bullied in school, right? They're being bullied, they're being bullied, they're being bullied day in and day out, months and months, they're being bullied. And then finally, that person that's being bullied snapped. Everybody sees that person kind of reacting to the bulliness or to the bullying but they don't attribute his reaction 
to the bully. <laughs> they see this guy who's been bullied behaving in a negative manner because they see him snap on his bully, but they don't see that the bully was really bothering him for all these times. So that's the fundamental attribution error. You pretty much attribute the person's negative behavior to some um, to their personality flaw instead of the environment that's really bothering them. So that's kind of the fundamental attribution error. And that one, I kind of, I don't like that one too much because to be honest with you, it's kind of like people just passing blame to like, you know, to somebody else. It's just like, oh, this person is crazy. That's why I hate the word crazy. It's so dismissive. It's not. It, it, like when a person behaves in an erratic beha uh, way, there's usually an underlying issue. And that's just a psychologist in me coming out to talk to you guys. All right. So there's the illusion of control as well. Um, this is the mistaken belief of like one has more control over their external event than it than they actually do. Um, uh, let's see what's a good example for this one. Oh, like a football fan watching the actual football game. Like you think that you wearing your lucky jersey actually helps your team play better when in reality it doesn't do squat diddly. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that's the illusion of control. Um, there's society, uh, social desirability bias. Um, this is where you want to present yourself in the best possible light. Um, think about it as going on a Tinder date, essentially. You just want to present yourself as the best version of you to this person as best as you can so that this person likes you for quote unquote who you, they think you are or who they think you're presenting to them. Okay, so <laughs> that's all that is. It, this one could be like conscious or unconscious. You ever meet those people that kind of like you, you talk to them and you kind of can tell they're fake because they're putting on that act because they want you to like them so badly? That's, yeah, that's the social desirability con um, bias right there. So there's the backfire effect, um, the tendency to, re to reinforce one's own belief when con by contradictory evidence. You know this one. <laughs> Confirmation bias to the max. So um, this is legitimately con uh, confirmation bias at its max, right? So you believe something, somebody presents you with evidence to kind of tell you otherwise, and you're like, nah, fam, that's wrong. I, I know a lot of people like this. Hell, I'm even, you know, a, uh, a victim of confirmation bias. And then there's the hindsight bias, uh, which is pretty much you thought you knew something all along when the um, event actually played out, but you didn't. Okay, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty essentially, and then the the one I mentioned earlier, the last one, uh, bias blind spot, which is a tendency to believe you are less biased than others. Um, we all have our biases, man. Let's be honest. So knowing these biases can kind of blind us from understanding why we are selfish as an individual. I kind of just wanted to give like a little bit of a scientific psychological reasoning as to why people are kind of selfish because. I don't want to think as people as being legitimate assholes. Like, yes, there's assholes out there, but there's reasons why people are assholes. So I kind of want to look at the reasons why people are assholes because I legitimately want to make a change in this world. I'm tired of seeing people fighting and arguing and belittling each other. Like, you can't even have a civil discourse with one another because all the other person wants to do is slam dunk on you. And I hate that type of um, debate style. Because it's stupid. It doesn't get anything done, right? It's like you want to have that last piece of evidence to be like, boom, in your face, I, I'm right, you're wrong. When that's not how debates work. Debates is more of a back and forth conversation. So it's like I present my evidence that I understand and that I know, then I give you some supporting um, evidence to back up my claims, right? And then you give me your ideas, your thoughts, your opinions, and then you give me a list of evidence that support your claims. And then we just kind of talk back and forth. And then hopefully throughout the conversation that we're having, 
we can find the actual truth in the middle and then come to a final conclusion. That's the hope. That's the ideal conversation, right? But that's not how people converse these days. And anyway. it's more or less like I have to be right by all means necessary, whether that's to degrade you or not. And I don't like that kind of conversation. Like I can participate in it, but I don't like it. It's stupid to me. Like I don't want to slam dunk on your ideas. I want to tell you why you're wrong and then how you're wrong <laughs> and prove to you why you're wrong and why I'm right. Like, let's be honest here. I'm not trying to like be a dick, but I'm just saying I'm right. You wrong, fam. Right. So this is why I'm right. And this is why you're wrong. But anyways, it, it's natural thing to be selfish. It really is. And so when somebody's being selfish, you shouldn't be angry at that individual. I mean, realistically, <laughs> you're going to be pissed off at that dude or girl. Right. But. In hindsight and in being emotionally intelligent, try not to be angry at that individual because they're not doing it on purpose unless they are doing it on purpose. Because realistically, when we are selfish, we have these biases. I just listen to them that we go through. Like we don't understand that we're doing them because it's like a conscious, uh, it's like a subconscious thing that just naturally happens. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody's being selfish, it's not always on purpose is what I'm trying to say. So how do we become more selfless? Because that's to me is the most important thing. I think, and this is just my opinion, I think we can become more selfless when we start actually listening to the other person talk. Because a lot of times, and I, I've talked about this a lot of my in my other podcasts, is that we don't actively try to listen to the other person to understand where they're coming from. We listen to respond. And that's not the right way to go about having an actual conversation. We have to listen to understand them because a lot of the times people just want to be understood. And that's why they behave in a negative fashion. They're self-preserving because being selfish is just literally, in my opinion, being selfish is like a defense mechanism, right? Something is not going your way. So boom, let me shut this off and then put this on and then maybe I'll get what I want. We're trained that way from birth, essentially. Okay, when we're hungry, we cry, and then, you know, our mothers feed us or our fathers feed us. When we get a little bit older, we get a boo-boo. Parents come to our rescue and kiss that boo-boo. Or if you have tough parents like I did, they tell you to suck it up. So it, it, it's one of those things that's like, it's, it's a learned behavior. And since it's a learned behavior, I think we can unlearn that behavior. That's just my hope. But I'm willing to have that conversation, and I'm willing to put my information out there. Because I think it's important we have that conversation and we share that information. I see a lot of YouTubers. I see a lot of social, uh, what is it? Cultural commentators, I guess they call the Ben Shapiro's, the Candace Owens and whatnot. A lot of those individuals, I hate to say it, but they're very selfish in their takes of things. Because the way they give their takes, it's, I don't think it's like the true belief system that they actually believe in. I think it's the thought process that they want to portray that gets them paid the most money. What can I say that will get me the most views, the most clicks, so I can generate this ad dollars that's coming in, and then, you know, they get their millions of dollars and whatnot. Like, do I really think Ben Shapiro is an asshole? He may well be an asshole. I don't know. I don't have a, I, I didn't sit with the brother to have a conversation with him. I, I haven't met him face to face to know this. Is Candace Owens a bigger piece of shit as everybody claims she is? I don't know. I haven't had a conversation with her. But, but I do know one thing is that when a big national crisis occurs, they always give the unpopular opinions for the clicks, 
for the likes and to stay relevant. So they do it for selfish reasons. They're not doing it for genuine reasons to help people. So that's what I'm trying to get you guys to understand. These folks are not trying to help you. They're helping you help themselves make a quick buck. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to break that cycle of thought process because to me, I don't think it's fair that, and that's just me. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's fair that people can pretty much snake oil salesmen, snake oil salesmen their way through your emotions. You know what I mean? They're selling you snake oils, essentially. They're selling you the elixir, that the magic elixir that can uh, cure all because they think